Sunning Das is Hashem, Midarma Mazayim, and we'll begin the two dots at the bottom, four lines up from Lamed Vav and Beis, and this we're continuing of a list of things brought down in the Mishnah on Daf Lamed Hey Amad Beis, that even when one is usher to have enough from another, the Madir, right, made the Nether, the Mudar is a person who's usher to have enough, that there are so, still certain benefits that the Madir is allowed to do for the Mudar. Okay, again, Ruvain stuff is us around Shimon. Certain things Ruvain can still do. It started with and we discussed certain Karbanas. And then the Mishnah ended in Malamdai Medrish, Halachas Vagadais. He is able to teach him Medrish, Halachas and Agadais. Mikra, but not Mikra. Okay, not basic reading. Okay, so we're going to discuss this today. Why is it? And the Gemara wants to understand what is the differentiation. It says, that the Madir is allowed to teach him and benefit him by teaching him but not Mikra. So the Gemara wants to know, why can't he teach him? Again, Ruvain's things are Asaran. Ruvain himself is Asaran Shimon. And why can't Ruvain... Why, why is Reuven able to teach him Medrash, Halachas, and Agadah, and not Mikra? Because you're providing him benefit by teaching him something. Medrash, Nami, Kamahanile. Well, there's no difference. So, Amr Shmuel, B'makam Shenait Linschar, La Mikra, Mena Linschar, La Medrash. Okay, so the Mishnah is talking about a place where you would normally get paid for Mikra and not for Medrash. And over here, the Madir is going to teach him without taking payment. Right? We, have to fill in, we have to fill in the rest of the story here. And that's why, if it's something that normally the Madir would get paid for, Ruvain would get paid for, therefore, if he chooses to forego payment, so that is considered a direct benefit to the Mudr. Why doesn't he just have to give the money to Hektish? Well, I'm, we're saying it's, okay, because he can find someone else to teach him. Over there, by Aveda, there's, there's nobody else. It, it, we have to get this guy's object back to him. So we don't have a choice we don't have a choice. We can't, we can't, we can't force the guy to go ahead and the, the finder to go ahead and, and take money. If he doesn't want to take money, he feel comfortable taking money for a mitzvah, the zchus of the mitzvah. So even though he's allowed to, he doesn't want to. We can't force him to. That's not right. So we really have no other option than to let that money either go to Hektish or Yelechal and Melch. Depends on, on the, the subject of Machlech Yisrochayim. But over here, again, so we're now splitting the Mishnah, which, to which the Gemara says, my Pascha. I don't understand. The Mishnah brought in they brought in, it sounds like, my Pascha is like, it, this seems to be totally subjective. It brought in one case, and then it says, Medrash you can do, Mikra you can. It sounds like it's something structural, and everything else, all other factors remain the same. Now you're saying that the factors are not, don't remain the same. So the Gemara says, you're right. However, Hakamash Malan, the reason why we're comfortable having a subjective halacha in the Mishnah is because it's coming to teach us the following Chiddush. Even in a place where normally the rabbeim get paid, you are only allowed to take payment for mikra and not for medrash. And that's why we felt comfortable having a mishnah that was somewhat subjective. Because that is the din. The din is, is that we're saying, you, take, you get paid for medrash and... You, I'm sorry, you get paid for Mikra and you don't get paid for Medrash. I might Pascha, right? Well, it sounds subjective. It sounds like other factors. No, it's not what we're saying. That even in a place where we say that the Rabbeim should get paid, it's only for, they're only allowed to get paid for Mikra and not for Medrash. And therefore, it's no longer considered like you're coming up with a funny case and you're, you're splitting the Mishnah to teach us two different, totally different dinim. No, it's actually one din now. 
place where normally you get paid for everything except for Medrash, you're not allowed to get paid. And therefore, that's why in our Mishnah, you don't get paid for Medrash. And since you don't get paid, when the Ruvain goes ahead and teaches Shimon Medrash, it's not considered provided a benefit. And refuses to take money, it's not considered provided for the benefit. Now, Mishnah Medrash. Okay, so I just want to, I also want to point out that the, the din here, we're still within, as the Ron pointed out, and the Ron says it here as well, but in the Mishnah, he said in Mitzvah's Malamde Medrash, Mitzvah Slav Lahanus Nitnu. Right, so we're going with the standard understanding of the Ron, and we see this throughout, throughout the Perak, is that teaching a Medrash, alts the Mitzvah, right, we're kind of breaking up the Mitzvah where the benefit is, and we have to put it all together. So when Ruvain teaches him Medrash, so that's a Mitzvah to teach him Medrash. So I, the fact that he's getting benefit by, you know, by, by being able to do mitzvahs through it. So that's considered an indirect benefit. That's considered okay. The Ron holds it. No problem. That's a grum. That's a grum issue. So the only problem would be is if Ruvain would get paid and refuses to take money for it. That is considered a direct benefit. So that's, that's what we're discussing. Now the Gemara says, okay, still, let me understand this. You said that you're not allowed to take money for, for medrash. You are allowed to take money for mikra. Maishna medrash delay. So let's see, what is the makar where somebody can't get paid for teaching? Rebbe can't get paid. Moshe is saying that Hashem commanded him to teach. And what does the Pasuk say? That see that I am teaching you the Chukim Hashem as Hashem commanded me. Now, ma'ani bechinam, af atem nami bechinam. Just like I got it from Akadosh Baruch Hu bechinam, so too the tzivui is that I have to go ahead and teach you. It could either mean for money or not for money. And it wouldn't make sense that, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and this is the way the Ron explains it, it wouldn't make sense that Hakadosh Baruch Hu would force Moshe to take payment for it. Elamai, if there's something that was forced, tzivani, that it's a commandment that I don't have a choice on, so then it must be to do it for free. So the Gemara says, okay, fine. That's all. We're part of the Kasha now. Okay, very good. So we understand why Moshe can't give over Torah, why he can't give over Torah for payment, why he has to do it for free. Mikra nami bechinam. I, if so, so again, it should go hand in hand. Mikra should also be, he should, should, a Rebbe should not be able to get paid for it. So Rav Amar, that what you're getting paid for is not, you're right. Really, for the Iker teaching of the Torah, you're not going to get paid at all. Rav Amar Schar Shimur, it's for babysitting. You're watching the kids. Rabbi Yechanan Amar Schar Pisuk Taimim. Rabbi Yechanan says that you know what you're getting paid for? It's the, not the teaching of the Etzem learning, but it's Pisuk Taimim, which the rush here says Pisuk Taimim is the trap, that you're teaching the children the trap, which also helps to understand a little bit, but it's not considered the Iker Limut. And the Ran and Amadei seems to be master that it's more of a lotion of Pisuk, which is like a hefsek, a stopping, and it's like Asnachtos. It's where to put the Asnachtos and things like that. So again, there are other, other, there are other um, components of teaching Mikra that aren't the direct Siva that Hashem gave Moshe to teach Mikra, and therefore for those things, the person can get paid for. That is... That's Rav Yechanan's Shita. Rav holds that it's, again, it's for babysitting. Okay, what's the nafkamina between the two? The nafkamina between the two would be a gadol, teaching mikra to a gadol. So if it's, and we're going to address this, if it's for babysitting, well, gadol doesn't need babysitting. If it's for peace of time, he would, ne- he would need to learn the trap and other things. Okay, that is the nafkamina, whether for a gadol is this only, can, can a rebbe only get paid for teaching to a, to a katan? Tanan, lo yilam denu mikra. 
So we have in our Mishnah, our Mishnah says, Lo Yom Denu Mikra. Okay, Ruvain is, Ruvain's things, or Ruvain's, any benefit from Ruvain is usher to Shimon. So we said that Ruvain can't teach him Mikra. If you tell me that the reason is piece of time, so I understand why, again, we assume we're talking about a Gadol in the Mishnah. So it makes a lot of sense why he can't provide him Hanah. This is something that you would normally get paid for. Again, he's not going to take payment for this. So that's considered a benefit. We don't babysit a gadol. So what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, The Mishnah, we're talking about, it wasn't big Ruvain. It wasn't, it wasn't Ruvain and big Shimon. It was little Shimon. Okay? Meaning he was, he was a katan. And that's what we're talking about. Shimon, little, uh, as a little katan, is asr tabana from Ruvain. I.e. bekatan. If it's a katan, Ema Seifa, what did it say at the end of the Mishnah? Ava malam, it is bana mikra that he can teach his children, katan barbanim who? A katan can't have children. So what's going on? So Gemara says, no problem. Comes a chasurim mechsara to the rescue. Chasurim mechsara b'achi katani. That it's really going to teach us multiple halachas. Lo yilam denu mikra. Again, if Ruvain, if Shimon is asratam, I'm not from Ruvain, Ruvain can't teach him mikra, b'katan. That is if Shimon is a katan. However, im gadol, if Shimon is a gadol, melam loy ulevanam mikra. He could teach him and his children mikra. Okay, why? Because there really is no difference. There's no difference, and we're going to have this in the Mishnah later, that even though, even though we would say that the father is normally responsible to teach his son Mikra, here it's not considered Hana, because we're going to see, again, it's, it's the Hana Mamela, meaning it's still a mitzvah for the teacher to, for the Rebbe to teach Mikra. That is a mitzvah on him. And the hana that he's going to get from not having to pay for the shimur is not considered a direct benefit for his son. And we're going to see a similar idea when it comes to food. That even though a person has to feed his children and his wife, if, okay, if, he, doesn't, if he doesn't want to and he's usher to have hana from another person, again, Shimon doesn't have money, and he's usher to have hana from Ruvain, Ruvain is allowed to feed his children. So just like Ruvain is allowed to feed his children, says Iran, so too... Um, Ruvain is allowed to teach his children, um, uh, Shimon's children, even though he's usher, Shimon is usher to have enough from Ruvain. So now, I just want to, one point over here, before we move forward, the Ram brings in an Indian halacha, um, that we said that in regards to medrash, you're not allowed to get paid. Teaching medrash, the Rebbe's not allowed to get paid, medrash halachas vagodas. Teaching mikra, then he can get paid, either that's a machlekes rabbi or yechanan, whether it's because of the um, for babysitting or piece of timeim. Okay, it's for teaching either, as we said, it's either trap or asnachtos, but it's other, other things that go along with the learning. Um, the Ran does point out here, though, though, that even when it comes to medrash, for teaching medrash, schar bitzel melacha, so if a person is foregoing whatever else he could be doing at that time, bitzel melacha, which is the lowest level, right? Paying the guy for the fact that he's taking time off to do this, you could actually get paid for medrash as well. So it's, you can't get paid for the avoida of teaching a person medrash, but if you, for whatever reason, you're taking time off from your regular job to go ahead and teach, then you could get, actually get paid for that. So, zakt the Gemara. Mesve, we're asking Kash for Rabbi, so Tinoika is, we're talking about children, so you shouldn't teach them the first time on Shabbos. They shouldn't learn something new on Shabbos. However, you could do the first Chazara. So the second time they're learning it, the first Chazara you could do. So now, according to the Mandamar that holds that what is the Rebbe allowed to get paid for when teaching Mikra is piece of Taimim. 
which is, again, like we said, it's either truck or asnachtas. So then, hainu, they incur in betchila b'shabbos. So I understand why he can't get paid initially on Shabbos, because it's tircha meruba, the first time you teach him, right, you're now teaching him something new. Again, let's contrast this with babysitting. Babysitting, it's no different the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, right? If you're getting paid for babysitting, it makes no difference what number of time it is that the kazan is learning. But if it's piece of time, so we understand whatever you're teaching, whether it's asnachtas or trap, it's difficult. It's difficult, and therefore, remember the grueling sessions with the bar mitzvah teacher, right? It's, it's difficult, and therefore, the first time, don't you teach him on Shabbos because that's what he's getting paid for, right? And the Ron says, it makes his cheshman, that you don't, you don't really get paid for chazara. You get paid for teaching him initially. So, okay, so now it makes a lot of sense. It's a schar Shabbos issue. Bisham, the man number schar piece of time him. Hainu de inkarim b'tchilu b'shabbos. Don't teach him the first time. That's what he's getting paid for to teach him. And it's the first time the chazara you don't get paid for. Elaman damar schar shimer. The Bryce says, don't teach him initially, but you could do Chazara. I don't understand. Either way, if you're getting paid for babysitting, what is the difference between teaching him the first time and babysitting? You have a problem of Schar Shabbos, that you're getting paid for work being done on Shabbos. Okay? So that's the, so it's a question of a, a, a Shemer Shabbos. So the Bryce says, well, you think the issue going on here in the Bryce, or the difference why... You shouldn't teach a katan for the first time versus the second time has to do with that the Rebbe only gets paid for the first time. You think that this is getting paid on Shabbos issue? Is it really aser for schar pisuk on Shabbos? Would it be aser for pisuk taimim? Meaning, is schar Shabbos really aser? It could, it's done ayudeh havla. The havla mishra shari. Havla means that we when we mix together the Schar Shabbos, and we'll see the example of the Tanyuun and the let's say you hire a worker, Lishmar Satinuk, to watch the Tinuk. Now, the Ron says, what Tinuk are we talking about? We're not talking about babysitting here. We're actually talking about Tumas Kevra Tahaim. That for Para Duma, there would be, they would have the young Kayhanim. They, they wanted to make sure. We've had this throughout Yuma. We had this numerous places where, since there were certain kulas they did, they, they purposely had a Tful Yom uh, bring the Efer Para Duma. <laughs> to go against, to counteract the tzedukim. So they, there were a tremendous amount of chumras. One of the chumras were that the young kayhanim were kept in a separate area where they, they, were, they were raised by their mothers, very dedicated, in a separate area where there was no possibility of them becoming tummy. So somebody needed to guard them to make sure they didn't leave the compound. They did, okay, so those, that is what this lishmar satinic is. Lishmar sapara, to watch the para itself. Lishmar as hazroim. Now this has to do with two guard seeds. Um, this is for Lutzerich Eimer, okay, that they, they needed a Shmira before the Havasa Eimer. Ain't nice, and the point is, all these jobs, they, they required 24-7 surveillance, so therefore you'd have to pay them for Shabbos as well. Somebody would have to get paid to do it for Shabbos. So ain't nice, and schar Shabbos. You can't give them schar Shabbos, okay, meaning you can't say, I'm paying you $100 a day, and I pay you $100 for Saturday. You can't do that, okay? Lefichach, im avdu, so let's say they are guards, right? They can't leave their post. They can't abandon their post. But let's say they're getting paid, they're getting paid per day since they can't have a schar Shabbos. So therefore, we're going to consider the work that they did on Shabbos not as a shaymer sachar, but as a shaymer china. Because they can't get paid for it, essentially they did it for free. We're assuming they didn't abandon their post. So they did the work. So they, for that one day of Shabbos, they have a din of a shaymer, of a, of a shaymer china. Therefore, Avdu Son of Shemer is not going to be Chayiv and Achrayis. Okay. However, now the point that we want here is Vimayis Schir Shabbos. 
if he got paid by the week, he got paid by the month. Okay, so it was a weekly rate, it was a monthly rate, a yearly rate, or a shavua, and that's called job security. Right? That is a shemitah for seven years. So we can be muvla, again, this idea of havla, muvla schar Shabbos in that. So the point is, you can't tell the guy, I'm going to pay you $100 for Shabbos. You can tell the guy, I'll pay you $700 a week. That's totally fine. Shabbos is now included. That is considered. And therefore, what's the nafkamina? <coughs> the nafkamina is, You're considered a shaymer sachar. Okay, so that's the way the Ram learns of that the difference in whether, how you structure the payment is the, the practical difference is whether he would be a uh, shemer sachar or a shemer chinam. But we see here that you could have a, he can be considered a shemer sachar, meaning he could get paid for Shabbos. So we see Avla is mutter. So if Avla is mutter, then what's the problem with teaching the guy? It can be done on day Avla. What's the problem with the Rebbe teaching? And therefore you have no raya. This whole brisa is not a raya one way or another, a kasha on shemer, a kasha on piece of timing versus shemer. Has no raya to this at all. Has no bearing. That doesn't come into play as to why one should not teach initially on Shabbos or not. Ella. So what's, what is the pshat in our b'raisa? So what's the reason why you shouldn't teach him the in karim where you don't, why you shouldn't, the Rebbe shouldn't teach the child for the first time on Shabbos? Okay, that they should be free. The fathers are free. The fathers of the children are free. For Einig Shabbos. And the Ron explains here that fathers... They play with their children. Okay, so this is a time where the children can play with their father on Shabbos. The father is available. And if we make them sit in yeshiva all day long, they're going to miss out on the opportunity of the Oyning Shabbos. They're going to miss out on the opportunity. It's Shabbos for the father, but it's also they're going to miss out on the opportunity to play. This is the second... Uh, at least according to the Ran, the second instance where we have an example of that Shabbos is a time where the children play with the fathers. We had it here, and if you remember, we had it by Tzidate Stadim in Shabbos, where um, one of the Amaraim, I think it was, I think it was Rav Chista, I'm not sure, used the side of an animal as a slide for his child on Shabbos, and the Gemara down there at Tzidate Stadim. The point is, right, so again, so the, the point is, don't keep them in school all day, Why? Because if you keep them in, in yeshiva all day on, on Shabbos, they're not going to miss out on the opportunity to spend time with the father. Or another reason why you shouldn't, again, chazara goes a lot quicker. Okay? That you eat and you drink, you eat heavy foods like chalant. Okay? And therefore, it's very difficult. They eat more than necessary. Right? Maybe it's the candy, okay? They get the Shabbos treats. The point is, their mind is not going to be able to be focused on learning. Therefore, don't teach the hard stuff on Shabbos. That uh, Shmuel says, we had it in Ksubis recently, that that any sort of change from the, normal, from the normal practice, so again, during the week, they don't necessarily eat these heavy foods. And therefore, it doesn't uh, mess with their ability to learn. However, on Shabbos, any sort of change, this is the, the idea that any sort of change to the normal schedule creates problems in the Chalimei Ayim. It, cre- it creates, uh, right, where you feel it in the Baich. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, we have no, we have no raya from this. We have no raya from this price at all. Again, we have a Machlekes. What is 
Really, Moshe, we learned from Moshe Rabbeinu that you can't get paid for teaching Torah at all, whether it's Medrash or Mikra. I, why is it that you, you could get paid for Mikra? Is because you're not getting paid for the, the etzim teaching of the Mikra. It's either the Schar Shimer, babysitting, or Schar piece of time. Now, Uluman Amar Schar Shimer. Now we're going to go into try to understand why did they. Why did they not hold like the other mandam? So the mandamar who said that you're getting paid for piece of time, which we explained was either trup or asnachdas. Why are you not? Why are you not? Why did they not get paid for schar shimer? So the gemara says kasavar banois mi kabayin shimer. The girls don't need shimer. And in our mishnah, we said banaves banois of mikra. It sounds like it has to be universal. So since banais don't require to teach girls, since banais don't require shimur, now on the surface, for, so first of all, the Ran has, he says, godol mi shimur, right? Which would sound like, okay, well now it's just more practical. And then it's a problem with mikra, it sounds like we're not differentiating between gedalim and katanim. However, the Ran also does try to answer the girsa like we have here. He says, there's a istagarsi that banais, Girls don't require shimer. So on the surface, we could think, well, okay, yeah, boys are vildechayas, right? And they need, they, need, so they need babysitting. Girls don't need babysitting. It's not exactly what he says. Maybe it's, it means, tinach banam katanam debo yishimer, avol banas afilu katanas loibo yishimer, she ain't dark and let's say slachutz. Maybe that's what he means, but they, they don't necessarily go out, meaning they don't require the same level of supervision. And therefore, he didn't want to say that the reason they're getting paid for mikra is, the reason they're getting paid for mikra is, um, is the, it, <clears throat> is because of babysitting, because bonus don't necessarily require babysitting. Okay, we brought in, um, we brought in this, this, we discussed it in the Mishnah, that the, the Rambam says that, it was, the question is, right, our Mishnah is mashma, you can teach. And we said, it's coming up from Mishnah, that you can teach uh, girls Torah, that the Mishnah says bonus as well, right? So it's in there. Some, some actually have the gear, so without it, but it does say bonus in our Mishnah. And the Rambam says, whoever teaches Torah to his girls is kilu l'am tiflis. However, that he says, that's Torah Shabbat. Torah Shabbat the Rambam says, that l'chachila one shouldn't teach, um, but it's not it's not de tiflis. And the Chavetz Chaim brings down that that was in the earlier times of Chazal, but in today's day and age, okay, we need to teach the, the girls Torah to be mechazek Muna, okay, and therefore, um, that, is, that is how he uh, answers up the Rambam. Okay, now Ulamanda Amar Schar Shimer. So the Manda Amar that says that the reason why the Rebbe could get paid for teaching Mikra is because it's for babysitting. My time Amar Schar piece of time him. Why didn't he say that it's because of piece of time him? Why did he go to babysitting? So the Amar says Savar piece of time him Daraisa because he holds Schar. He holds piece of time him. It's not the way we explained it that the Iker thing is to teach Mikra and then the piece of time him either the Trap or the Astachtas is something else that you just kind of add on if you want. No, that is Daraisa. You have to teach that along with it. In which case. Just like it's usher to get payment for mikra, it's usher to get payment for piece of time as well. He really was left with no other choice other than to say it's for babysitting. Where do we see this? Why, why are they just focused on babysitting on piece of time and not, not getting paid for lost income that you would have? Because, because medrash, you could get paid for lost income. At least the way, according to the Ron, we're trying to say here that they're allowed to get paid even if they're, they're not taking a lost income. It sounds, but because Medrash, which we, we're differentiating now between Medrash and Mikra, so lost income wouldn't help. At least the way, according to the Ran, says it in Allah on Ahmed Aleph, it wouldn't help us because even Medrash you would be able to get paid for. We're trying to find a situation why in our Mishnah it said Medrash, 
he's able to teach, right? Ruvain's able to Mulam de Medrash, but he's not able to Mulam de Mikra. So we have to now go, go ahead and say again, if you hold Sechar Shimor, we've essentially Mechsurit our Mishnah and said, if he's a Katan, then he could teach him. If he's a Gadol, then, right? I'm sorry, if he's a Katan, Mikra, he's not allowed to teach because that you would get paid for it. But if he's a, if you say it's Charshimer, and if it's a, if it's a Gadol, then he would be allowed to teach him if it's Charshimer, but it's a, a Banav and his Banim as well. Okay, that was the Chesur Mechsur, but if you say it's piece of time, then it makes no, then it makes no difference whether he's a Katan or a Gadol, like we explained. Okay. Now, um, where do we see this? It's part of learning. The Pasuk says, That is the Pasuk as it's listed in Nehemiah. Now we're going to darshan. That refers to Mikra. That is the, where the Pesukim are split up. Seif Pasuks. Okay, so we see Pesuk Taimim is learned out from, as a din, Daraisa, and therefore it's usher to get paid for it, and therefore he had to say that you know what you're allowed to get paid for, Mikra, you know what a Mikra teacher is allowed to get paid for? For babysitting. Fine. Some say that it's not, that, that it's not, by Mikra doesn't refer to the piece of time, but rather refers to the Messiris. Now, Amr of Yitzchak, Mikra, Seifrim, Ve'itur Seifrim, Ve'kriyim Ve'leksimim, Ksimim Ve'lekriyim, Halacha Lameshim Yisinai. Okay, so these things, now what are these things? Mikra Seifrim is the proper, we're going to go through this now. Uh, Mikra Seifrim, the way that we have a, a um, the, the way that we have a Masaira to read the words, Mikra Seifrim, is Eretz Shamayim Emetzrayim. Meaning, for example, Eretz Oretz, that sometimes, again, if it's an asnachta, then it's an aretz. If it's a safe pasuk, it's an aretz. Shamayim, that if you think about it, right, we don't, there's no nekudos in there. So, again, really, you could, I guess you can say it's nekudos. But shamayim, if you looked at it, we're essentially, if you sound it out, we're adding in an aleph. Shamayim, right? It really should have been shamim, or, right, or mitzrim. What is Mitzrayim? It sounds like we're adding in an Aleph. That's the way the Ron explains this. So those are considered all Mikra Seifrim. That there's a certain Messiah of how to pronounce these words. Mikra Seifrim, that is Daraisa. Itur Seifrim. Itur is a Lashon of like Ma'utur. It's adorned. Meaning these are, uh, we'll call them linguistic uh, enhancements to, if you, if you could say such a thing, to the words of the Torah. Meaning the Torah sometimes wanted it to have a certain poetic feel. That it wasn't just the, how do I communicate the Iker word, that there are certain ones. What are those examples? Achar Tavaru, right? We just recently had this. That the, the, what, did, what, did he, what, what did he say? That Avram said, V'sadu libchem v'achar Tavaru. Now, it could have just said, V'sadu libchem v'tavaru. What is the v'achar? Right? Fill, fill your bellies and move on. Okay? Eat something and move on. Stop here, eat something and move on. What is the achar afterwards? So the achar, that is a, uh, a poetic or a linguistic enhancement to the way that the Torah was written. So those things, that's, called, that's considered iter seifrim. Achar. So those, sometimes we don't. And Rashi, you'll see, on, it, Rashi will have, we have, if you go through Rashi on Chumash, you'll see very often, and those are usually the diktik Rashis that you like to st- skip, he'll tell you why it has that, right? He'll tell you why it has that, and he'll bring up 19,000 other examples of Sukkim, right? He'll bring a lot of other examples of where we find this as a riot to that 
precisely because of your point, which is, I thought we learned from everything. No. So we see that sometimes there are certain things that are done as stylistic enhancement. The Torah had that built in. That is the iter seifrim. Achar tabaru, achar telech, achar tasseif, kidmu sarim, achar noigim. Okay, so those are all examples where we used achar to enhance. Okay, tzidkoscha keharare kel. Right, again, it could have, it's, this is a situation where the chaf is a enhancement. It could have just said tzidkoscha harare kel. What is keharare kel? Sometimes, the time you see this again, if you go through um, Rashi and Chumash, you'll see this quite often, that, it's, that this is considered an enhancement. This, this pasuk happens to be in Talim, but we see examples like that. Korean v'leik sivin. Okay, so that's the, the, that's the next thing that we're saying is part of Allah Mishmi Sinai. Again, we're, well, why do we bring this in? We're trying to show that itu, right, that, that piece of timing is not something that's just adding on extra. No, it's Allah Mishmi Sinai, therefore it's the right. So therefore, it's just as us to take payment for that as is, as is for Iker Mikra. And therefore, this, therefore, um, Rav had to say the reason why a, a Mikra teacher is allowed to get paid is for babysitting. That's why he couldn't say this. Okay, fine. So now, Kriyan Velik Sivan. So what are examples of Kriy Velik Siv? Meaning, it is written. Sorry, it is not written. It is read, but it's not there. Okay, this is Pras de Belechda. So these are all Pasuk. Belechda, Lahashiv, Yada Benahar. It just, the Pasuk really ends at Benahar, or the phrase ends at Benahar, but you read Pras as well. Ish, de Kasher, Yishal Ish. Okay, that is another um, that is another, okay, bidvar halikim, boyim. I'm sorry, ish, the kasher yishal ish bidvar halikim. So the Pasuk just actually says, kasher yishal bidvar halikim. It doesn't say ish. There's no ish written there, but we go ahead and say it. That is a kri veloiksiv. Boim, the nivnisa, that is hine yomim nuum hashem, benivnisa ir, the Pasuk says, really, but we read it, hine yomim boim. Okay, la de hapleta. So that is again, derche keshes chanu aleha. Saviv ayihi plata, and we add an Allah before plata. S de who gave who God, right? That is a famous pasuk in Rus. Who gave who God? Li kol asher asis es chamaisaich. That what was done, what you did, asis. But we add in the s. It doesn't really have an s. There, that is the s de who gave who God. Eli de hagoyrin. Okay, that is the next pasuk where again also in Rus kol asher timri. But we add in a kolasher tamer elai. We add that in, even though it's not written. Elai da sa'irim. Okay, another pasuk. Another one in Rosh Shish Sa'irim. Ha'ela nasan li kol ki amar. Really, the pasuk just says ki amar, but we add in an elai. Halein kriyin v'leksivin. So these are all the kriyin siv. And at this point, I petered out ksav v'leksivin. And where are all the examples of ksav v'leksivin, where it's written? And really where it lost me was like the second one. The Ron says, yeah, I can't find this pasuk. So v'ksav um, v'leksivin, okay, where we have, where things sometimes it's written and we don't sound it out. We skip the word. Na di yislach, zois da mitzvah, yidruch da hadoirach. Okay, again, these are all words a part of Psukim that they are written there, but we don't actually say them. Chamesh the Pas Negev, okay, the Pas Negev Aim, sorry, Chamesh the Pas Negev, Im Dechi Goyal, Halein Dechsev, Veloi Kriyan. So these are times where the Ksiv, the, the, the writing appears, but we don't read them. Okay, so again, the point is that we're now settled as far as um, we're going to launch into Samagadata and um, other, other limudim about the neviim and things like that. But at this point, again, our Gemara said, and I'll just, I'll just uh, 
finally do a review. It's been a while. Have some extra time today. So we'll start there. We must be late. Must be. No, no, no. We're going to finish a review in like a minute and a half anyways. Okay. So we won't be late to Shabbos. You're going to be early. But then you're going to sit and talk anyway. <laughs> Okay, so we said Melamda Medrash Halachas Vagadas Avalay Mikra that if Ruvain is also to have Anna, if, if sorry, if Shimon is also to have Anna from Ruvain, Ruvain right is the Madir, Shimon is the Mudar. So now still Ruvain is allowed to teach him Medrash Halachas Vagadas, but not Mikra. Okay, and Shmuel comes to explain why because we're talking about a place where you would get paid for Mikra but not for Medrash. And this is really it sounds so subjective. No, the Dafka that in a place where they pay, that's what we're talking about. And you can't get paid for Medrash. However, you can get paid for Mikra. And over here, Ruvain is going to teach Mikra and not accept payment. That's considered a direct Hana, not a added, you know, not, not a Hana de Mimela. It's considered a direct Hana. And therefore, that would be a problem. Okay? And we said, what is the difference between Medrash and Mikra? Meaning, even though it's usher to take payment for Medrash, really, and it would sound like, and Mikra as well, I have to teach it to you, I have to give it over, just like I got a Bechinam, and we said that really, it's the Schar, Lilmoid, even Mikra, is Aser, okay, it's Mutter to take Schar, for Rav says Shimer, right, babysitting, which would only be applicable to Ketanim, Rav says, piece of Taimim, okay, that that is, he holds, Rav holds, that piece of Taimim is not Doraisa, and therefore, even for Godol, it would be Mutter to take payment for piece of Taimim. Okay, that is the difference between, again, Rav and Rav Yechanan, whether this din of, of a mikra, can a, a mikra teacher get paid, can a mikra rabbi get paid, it will depend if it's katan or gadol. <coughs> that's number one. And number two would be, um, <clears throat> that's the difference. And number two is, do you hold piece of time as daraisa? So we tried to bring a raya from our Mishnah. We said that, uh, right, really as a kasha, on the man number who holds schar shimer, that we're talking about a mudar. So we said, no, we're talking about here where the mudar is a katan. I, if we said what our Mishnah also discussed, banav. So we said, no problem, we can answer that up, that the Mishnah can be talking about a katan, or a gadol, a gadol, and his son would be allowed to actually have ana if you hold it's harshimer, that the only thing you're allowed to accept payment for is babysitting, then a gadol, that's the nafkamina, that between Rav Yechanan, can a gadol, like we said, can a gadol, um, can a mikra teacher charge for a gadol or not, okay? And since he can't charge, if it's for schar shimer, okay, there's no babysitting for a gadol, he can't charge, therefore, the mudder would be allowed to have hana to learn mikra, okay? And we had tried to ask Akasha from what's the difference first time, second time on Shabbos. We thought it was a schar Shabbos issue. And we said, no, that really it's not, right. and what was the assumption? That if it's for teaching them actually really the hard work teaching them, so I understand why you can't teach them the first time because you're getting paid for the work on Shabbos, you can do chazara because that, you don't get paid for chazara. Okay, however, if it's for babysitting, it makes no difference whether you're teaching them the first time or it's Chazar. And we said, well, one second. That's, this is not a Schar Shabbos issue. Schar Shabbos is not a problem if you do it Ali Dei Havla. As we saw manifested by Chayv Bach and Chayv Bach we saw the difference that um, you, you're considered a, you could be considered a Shemar Sachar getting paid for Shabbos as long as it's done by Havla. You get paid by the week, by the month, etc. Okay, LMI, we said, what's the reason in the Brisa why you can't teach the first time on Shabbos? Now, we had one of two answers. Either because it takes a long time, and we don't want to, we want to make sure that the children have time to play with their fathers on Shabbos, or because the conditions of Shabbos party and other uh, f- heavy foods, or don'ts, we would say the chont, right? That, no one's sitting down to learn Ian after eating chont. Okay, now, um, we said, I, why, why did they choose to, why did Rav Yechanan 
why did uh, <coughs> why did Rav not learn like Rav Yechanan? And why did right? Why did he say baby? Why did Rav Yechanan? Sorry, not learn like Rav. Why did Rav Yechanan say it was because of piece of time and not babysitting? He said because the Mishnah seems to be going on boys and girls as well, and girls don't require babysitting like boys do. Okay. And what about the other? What what about why did the other man the Amar say babysitting and not say? Piece of time in, they're getting paid for the, either the trap or the asnachna. And we said that's because he holds that piece of time in Mizdaraisa, as we brought from the Pasuk of Aikru Basevatarasilakim. And then we launch into the four things where Yitzchak said that Mikra Seifrim, Itr Seifrim, right? Mikra Seifrim means how to pronounce Nikudais, how to pronounce certain words, okay? Certain special things that aren't necessarily, like we said, Eretz Aretz versus and or Shamayim Mitzrayim, where we're essentially sounding it out with an extra Aleph. Itar Sarm were linguistic enhancements, okay, like Tzikascha Ke Harekel or the Achar Tavayu. Then we had or, or Krian Velik Sivan, things that we read even though they're not there, okay, we imagine them, we read them, or things that are there but we don't read them. Those are all Halachal Meshmi Sinai, that along with that Mandamar who holds that piece of time in Mizdar Reza.